successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to Grill Nation. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for joining us today on Talk 980 AM and Talk980AM.com. Appreciate you joining me as well. On iTunes, uh, you can check all of our shows out on iTunes as well as on the GrillNationShow.com website. Uh, I've uploaded it every week with photos of our guests, highlights of our shows, and uh, all of our podcasts as well. appreciate you again listening on iTunes. You can connect with me at Jason Grill on Twitter and at Grill Nation Show. I'm also on all social media networks such as Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, at Jason Grill. I want to thank our partners and supporters of Grill Nation with Jason Grill. They are Trusts, Bank of Kansas City, The Bash Group, Andrew Bash, Kenny Hertz Perry, Attorneys at Law, John Kenny Hertz, Catalyst, Government Affairs, Danny Pfeiffer, The Rieger KC and Jay Rieger Co., Ryan Maybe, Kansas City Power and Light District, and Two West Advisors and Ryan Rink. Thanks for your support of the Grill Nation show. We have a very fun show today. Uh, I'm going to highlight our show here for you real quick. In our first two segments today, we'll have our first uh, opportunity to talk to Joel Goldberg, uh, who is a broadcaster with Fox Sports Kansas City. You might see him on the pre- and post-game shows. Also, he's always on the uh, in the stands or talking during the games. Uh, everyone in Kansas City knows him. He's, he's received some new jewelry lately, so we're going to talk to him about that. We're, I believe he's on the road in Houston right now as we tape this show. Uh, so we're going to talk to him about what that experience is like, like in Houston if you... Uh, haven't been to a game down there, what that's like. Also going to talk to him about kind of what his forecast is for this season. We've obviously had him on last year a lot, and we won a World Series, so we wanted to make sure we brought him back again this year uh, for good luck. And obviously his his um, his thought thought leadership and knowledge about baseball is unprecedented, especially about the Royals. So he's going to be joining us here in a second. And then our third and fourth segments today, we will have on Eric Flanagan, who's the GM of Lining Kugels at the Power and Light District, as well as the, uh, he's also the GM of Entertainment Consulting International. This guy has a lot of background. He, uh, he worked in Westport at Westport Alehouse. He's, uh, been involved in the industry for quite a long time, moved back from Chicago to Kansas City. Uh, this is a new, uh, first in its, of its kind, uh, bar restaurant in, and it's located in Kansas City. It's obviously a Wisconsin, um, beer company, but they also have uh, local beers on tap at Lightning Kugels in KC. And I'll have to say, I went there. The menu is uh, it's really good. The food is really great. The uh, the former executive chef of Capitol Grill in Kansas City is is involved with Lightning Kugels, made the menu, does some of the uh, the cooking and whatnot, and uh, he's done a fabulous job there, as long as the outdoor patio is amazing. So we're going to talk to Eric Flanagan later in the show about uh, what's going on down there, what beers they're offering, the menu, the new space, why they're doing it in Kansas City. Uh, very exciting to talk to him, and we'll talk to him in our third and fourth segment. So let's bring in Joel Goldberg, who is uh, obviously on the road right now in Houston, Texas. 
uh, for the Royals Astros series. Uh, he is you see him on TV every day on Fox Sports Kansas City, and you see him um, all over the place here in Kansas City. Welcome to the show, Joe. Good to be here, Jason. Good to be back. So you're uh, you're in Houston right now, huh? As we tape the show, you're you're in Houston. You're at a uh, at a Starbucks. Is that right? Well, I've I've moved on from this. I'm just going to move this whole interview, uh, which I think will, <laughs> I think will be okay. I mean, I I may regret that later. Yeah, uh, right. It could turn into some bad radio if the cell signal is bad because a bunch of kids are walking into a justice store or something like that. I, we <laughs> we stay at a big mega mall in Houston. There's a ton of hotels attached to the mall. So, um, so you know, uh, you know, like we've we talked in the past, I might be out and about around. That's what know, we want. Man, we want a flavor. We want the flavor. The sights and sounds. So now, now you get the sights and sounds of a mall, which will sound like. Any mall in America. So, Joel, um, Houston, Texas. The Royals, prob- I don't know actually the amount of games they play. You can tell me that against Houston. is It's probably six to seven a year. But um, what's that experience like in the stadium there? Oh, it's good. I mean, it, it, yeah, they, they play seven times this year, four times here, three times back in, in Kansas City. I, I think it's potentially a budding rivalry. I mean, I, you know, I was talking on Monday to their um, to their GM and their the president, the Astros, and I said, you know, this, this feels like a pretty respected rivalry for, you know, for two teams that had a very dramatic series last year. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't, they never really felt to me like there was a whole lot of hate. Uh, hate's probably the wrong word, but, you know, tension, animosity, um, turmoil like there was with, with, say, the Blue Jays, although there were some elements of that, I think, too, with the, what, what appeared like the Astros celebrating a little bit early last year and then things falling apart. But it's, you know, I, I don't know if I would call it a rivalry, but what I do think is that a lot of these teams that fell short last year, um, if the Royals continue to do what they did, are going to be the Royals are going to sort of be the roadblock to hurdle to climb over. And um, you know, it seems like you always have to get past that that one big that one big hurdle, um, that one nemesis. And maybe the Royals start to be that nemesis for other teams. Yeah, I think that I think a lot of people in Kansas City aren't going to like the Astros. I just don't. I, I watched the game. Obviously, we're taping the show, but. They lost the first game of the series, and uh, I mean it was pretty loud in there. And uh, I just, I could just feel a vibe that friends of mine are that that might be the new rival for the Royals. Well, and the only reason why I, I don't disagree with that completely. I mean, the only reason why I um, am not totally buying in is that we only faced them seven times. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. you know how 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 much are you going to hate a team, especially like we may never even see them. And I mean, they've got to get to the playoffs. We've got to get to the playoffs. We're going to be done with them by Thursday. We'll see them for three days in June, and that's it. So, right. I mean, you're talking about seven days out of, you know, 162 games, 200-plus days. So I just don't know if there's enough um, familiarity. Now, sure. once you get and to the And plus playoffs, they just came to the American to the League. Playoffs, yeah, I mean, it, it becomes a lot more intimate, the playoffs, and, and where every move is dissected and all that. And I, I think that, you know, so if they were to face each other again in the playoffs next year, that would really push it to another level. But, I mean, I get it. I can see why... Um, why fans would maybe dislike the Astros, but for the same reason that fans, other fans would dislike the Royals. They play with such energy mm-hmm. um, and they're in your face and they're, they're putting the pressure on you. And if you're a fan of that team, it's awesome. And if you're not, it's a pain. Joe Goldberg. Uh, what's the, uh, what's the stadium like there? We've got about a minute 40 in our first segment here today. I've never I, been I, to that stadium. I, I know it's indoor outdoor because of the heat. Yeah. It, it's got the big I mean, hill on the outfield. <laughs> I don't dislike it as much as some other people do. Um, I think a lot of people, you know, anytime the Royals go play in a little bandbox 
Um, they get a little bit annoyed because, you know, the Royals are a team that's built to hit home runs. They're a team that's built to not have to rely on home runs at Coffin Stadium or a team like the Astros is, is built to, to hit the ball out there. Um, I, I like the fact that it's different. Uh, it is quirky. Uh, it's a much better stadium, in my opinion, when the roof is open, which doesn't happen much just because of the extreme heat and humidity down here. Um, but it's a different ballpark, as any of them with roofs are uh, retractable roofs. When it can open up, you just get a better outdoor feel. But, uh, you know, it's something that I would recommend anybody coming to just because just it's, it's a unique park. It's different than others. Not 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 for the purists, but, but it doesn't bother me. Yeah, and um, it's funny. The roof is not open yet. They didn't have it open, um, and it's April. So how hot is it down there right now? Um, it was, you know, it was on the warmer and, and humid side yesterday. There was rain in and out. So I think maybe that's why they did it. I mean, if there's no rain in the forecast and the temperature is low enough, which is usually possible this time of year or is possible this time of year, then, then they'll open it. I mean, they, they opened it last year when we were here. I think it was in April and it was like seventies and it, 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 it couldn't have been, I mean, it might be, might've been one of the best nights we had anywhere, uh, in the country. So hopefully it's open you know, for some of the series because mm-hmm. it, it really does give you more of a baseball feel. We'll be right back after the break with more with Joel Goldberg from Fox Sports Kansas City. You're listening to the Grill Nation Show. Thanks for joining us today on 980 AM. Running down the street like your hair's on fire Thoughts running fast like a man on the wire Can't stop laughing but I don't know why It's a baby so I'm representing Casey Mo. Casey Moe Welcome back to Grill Nation on Talk 980 AM and Talk980AM.com. Appreciate you joining us as well on GrillNationShow.com and on iTunes today. Um, as I mentioned earlier, our, our, we're with Joel Goldberg, Fox Sports Kansas City, pre- and post-game host, in-game uh, reporter. Also, uh, later in the show, we're going to have Eric Flanagan from Lining Kugels uh, down in Power and Light District, a new restaurant bar that has opened up with a great beer garden down there in downtown Kansas City. Joel, I know you're a Wisconsin guy. Uh, I know you went to college in Wisconsin. Did you drink some Lining Kugels while you were down there? You're up there, excuse me. I think I probably drank the Lining Kugels after college only because, you know, in college it was whatever the cheapest thing we could get our hands on. Everybody knows that story. So, you know, the the, the college days were probably like the old Milwaukee and some embarrassingly embarrassingly disgusting beer. Oh, yeah. Um, But, yeah. Drank, Joel, drank plenty of Alinis after, sure. Joel, when I was in St. Louis for a Blues game a few weeks ago, which was uh, which was really great, uh, I had we drank Bush out of a can. Yeah, well, it, it was good. <laughs> I mean, I think that's a retro thing now. I guess just like it's it's cool to go back and taste bad beer. I don't know. You know what's funny, Joel? Um, at the Blues game, we were with some of the staff. Uh, we got a chance to go to the kind of the bowels of the arena, and they had they had old photos of the Blues from like the early '90s, and and in their team photos, they had a Clydesdale in the photo with them. Which I thought was that, interesting. <laughs> that was a little before my time. I don't remember the Clydesdale um, for hockey. Um, Just but, funny seeing a horse yeah. in a team photo, right? Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I don't know. That, that's 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 it's different. A, we'll put it that way. That's the St. Louis thing. So Joel's <laughs> down in Houston right now. We, we talked about the stadium. So Joel, um, you know, you had a short off season this year. Um, what was that like? And and what are you excited about the most for this year going into the season? By the way, I just would like to update you that, that uh, while walking through the mall in um, Houston, you could go from buying something for the kids at Oshkosh Bagosh, buying something for the adults at Banana Republic, and then next door to that, you can buy a Tesla. <laughs> anyway, um, the things that you'll, or, or, a, uh, or an emoji pillow. Texas so, for you. They got it all down there. Yeah, I know. Everything's bigger. Uh, don't mess with Texas. Um, what, what were we talking about? The season, <laughs> the season yeah. Um, you just started it. Good first week. 
Yeah, no, I, you know. The ring ceremony, um, we'll get into that in a second. I saw you the other day with your ring, but I mean, new season, two straight World Series. I mean, what are your, uh, what are your feelings going into the season and, uh, what are you excited about? Just this whole team. I mean, you know, I was telling, uh, a friend of mine that works for the Astros last night that, that this, this group is, first off, they're champions. That's, that's obvious. That's, you know, that, that, that shows on paper. Uh, history will, will show that. But they act like champions. They know how to win games. You saw the way they, you know, stole a game from the Twins on on Sunday. Uh, a team that maybe is is still learning how to win, and uh, so they have a swagger to them that I think developed a couple of years ago was cemented. Um, really, three years ago um, was cemented in that wild card game, and then furthered last year. And so this is a team with a, a core of guys that are still relatively young. You know the the Eric Cosmers of the world and those guys, 26 to 29 years old, uh, that are better legitimate veterans at this point, that know how to win, that are unsurprised by any situation. And so, you know, to me, when I look into when I look into this um, this season, I just see a team that expects to win, that believes they're going to win. Um, you never know how things are going to play out. You never know how health is going to play out. But but they've got all the pieces of it. Yeah, they do. Um, what are your concerns? Do you have any major concerns this year so far? Not really major. First off, I, you know, I think it's tough to develop any concerns or any judgment really mm-hmm. based on one week, unless say you are right now the Minnesota Twins. Um, only oh, and seven at the time the we're taping. Seven, yeah. and it's hard to climb out from that. But you know, I, I think the concerns would be what they are for any team any year: uh, health, um, because you really don't ever know how that's going to play itself out. Uh, the difference being that. You know, that's one of the only concerns in my mind for the Royals, where with any other team, they have all kinds of roster issues or this or that and health. Um, the, the other, I guess, one would be one that we had last year, and it, it worked itself out, is, you know, do they have enough starting pitching? And that's something that'll that'll be worth bearing. And, you know, they've got their pieces in place right now. They've got some, some alternatives that they need to go that route. And, and I've become, um, you know, second half, if they need to make a, a move again at the deadline, they'll, they'll go and get what they need. Mm-hmm. That's what they did last year, and it worked out well with uh, with Johnny Cueto in the playoffs, especially against the uh, the Astros. Like you mentioned earlier, we're in Houston today, and the uh, the Mets in the World Series. Mm-hmm. Um, Joel, what, what's it like having another ring in your arsenal? I saw you the other night at the stadium. I did not. I want to take a photo with the ring wearing it to see what it's like. But you got another big ring on your finger, don't you? And a lot of the other people you work with at the at the team got rings, not just the players. No, first off, the organization. Uh, this will, I suppose, be a business or just even a, a human um, human nature um, element of uh, my analysis here. Uh, it doesn't have to be sports. But I think when you take care of your employees, and, and by the way, I'm not even an employee. Um, you know, I'm, in, I'm certainly in a business partnership with the Royals organization through Fox. But when you take care of that many people, that really goes a long way. I think a lot of people are very proud um, to to work for this organization, be associated with this organization. And, you know, everybody knows you want, you want happy employees. You want people to take pride in, in what they do and where they work and who they represent. And so, you know, the Glass family made the decision to, to, to hand out 700 rings. I know that the uh, senior vice president of, of business operations, Kevin Ulick, designed uh, this ring like he did last year. And he had told me in December that the Glasses just said, go and do it, and um, never gave him a budget. And I, I think I heard that they spent somewhere around $9 million on rings. The response that I've heard from, you know, just in my few days of travel here on the road of 
have done. People, even in Houston, where I, I was a little bit worried about wearing it to a game because I didn't really want to rub it in too bad. But but even I'm seeing Houston fans wanting to say, wow, look at that ring. I want to take a picture of it. I'm hearing a lot of people, even from the Astros organization, say, you know, it was very tasteful, which is which it is, but by, you know, baseball and championship ring standards, which are known to be so gaudy. The thing you saw, Jason, I mean, it's, uh, it, you know, I thought that the ring that we got last year, which was off the charts, ridiculous, and blinged out, and on and on and on, it now feels like a Cracker Jacks box toy because th- this thing, and I think that there's something about, you look at it, and not only do you see the beautiful, iconic Casey, um, you know, logo, the Casey on, on the front of the ring, but then on the top and bottom, you see world champions, and that, I mean, I just, you know, I threw it on Facebook, and I'm hearing from people all over the country, old friends, high school people, and all that, that. Uh, baseball fans or not, I think really understand that it, this is a big deal. The Royals won the World Championship, and your name is on it too. Everyone's name yeah, is as, on it. Yeah, as um, as Burt Blylevin, the uh, Hall of Famer and um, always entertaining announcer for the Minnesota Twins, told me he said, and just just realized that because uh, the ring is sort of on the far side, and I put it on my right hand, and then the, the name is on the side facing away. And he goes, when you get older. Just turn it around, and you can look at it so you remember what your name is. <laughs> we're talking to Joel Boger, Joel Burke, Fox Sports Kansas City. He's joining us from a mall in Houston right now as the, we tape this show. Um, Joel, you're doing a good job. Oh, there's a baby crying in the background. Um, yeah, I, I just, I just, um, I should turn around. I just hit the um, the kids play area section, <laughs> which I, I would think would not lead to crying because uh, it looks like there are plenty of fun toys. But I'll. Mm. I'll, I'll head back. The other uh, so, way. Uh, so let's go. Okay, the kind of the topic of the moment right now is the right field, um, right fielder in Kansas City. Take us through that. I know Terrence Gore is a huge weapon. Hopefully, he stays up with the team. But I know Dyson's coming back from injury soon, right? Yeah, I think the question that they have now is this. Um, and you're going to hear a lot of people say, you know, why are you wasting a spot? Like, I mean, I know people are you win a game. Why, why the other Terrence Gore on a roster when you only have? Maybe an opportunity to use them once a week, or who knows when you're going to use them. Well, we saw on Sunday that yeah, they only used them once in the first week, and he literally won the game for them. Um, so it's a luxury, but their their roster is unique because the guys that he starts play almost every single day, and unless and until there are, are any kind of other injuries, they really have the ability to kind of you know have somebody sit on the bench and. You know, and, and pick a spot every now and then. They don't pinch hit. Uh, they don't really play matchups. Uh, that's true with the, their, their major bullpen pieces, too. It's sort of like, this is who we've got. This is, you know, so it's, it's very much a, an anti-National League style of baseball just from from that standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but we'll see what happens with that. I, the pause there was uh, was the, the big smile from Kendrys Morales as he just walked. See, he's wandering the mall, too, as was Christian Colon and Raymond Fuentes. So that's good. There's your play. I wonder play. if they're shopping for um, Teslas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, they, they uh, all of them uh, certainly could go find a Tesla if, if they want or buy anything in this Apple store that I'm walking by. Okay, back to uh, away from the play-by-play. That's you know, good. Dyson, will, Dyson, I know you like the flavor. Um, sure. Dyson will come back, and I think the decision they then have to make, because I think Dyson will be here. I think Orlando will be here. Maybe have a bit of a platoon situation there. Um They'll just need to decide then do they want to keep Raymond Fuentes this up, who's made a nice impression, um, and, and have him as a fifth outfielder, or do you just want to hold on to Gore as that, again, late inning, um, you know, speed threat to try to win a game, uh, but that's pretty much all he would do. Really something that you, you know, you typically would have more in, in September with call-ups and into the playoffs, but 
uh, again, if they're if they're staying healthy, they don't really need a whole lot of other pieces. They could probably do this. Yeah, right. Joe Goldberg, uh, we got 40 seconds left on the show or in the segment. You're off to Oakland. Are you going to be in Oakland when the show airs? One of your least favorite stadiums, right? Is that where you guys are going next? Yeah, we go to Oakland next. Um, yeah, it's not. I mean, I, you know, I, you get, maybe I really the Golden State Warriors vibe will be going on, man. You can uh, catch some of that when they break the record. Yeah, it's all about uh, the Warriors and, and Steph Curry. Uh, that, that's the best looking thing in that parking lot there, uh, because because <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Coliseum, whatever they call it now. You know, I, I really do try, Jason, not to you know rip other cities or make fun of other stadiums because you know it's somebody's home. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't like it when they do. That it to needs you. an update. But I'm though. pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that everybody that that resides there doesn't like it either. Um, we stay in San Francisco, so nice. That's uh, that's always nice, and you just take the you know the bark train over to you know to get over there and. Uh, so Joel, that'll, that'll be good. Joel Goldberg, Fox Sports Kansas City Royals pre and post game. Thanks for coming on the show. We're going to have you back in next month. Appreciate all you're doing, man, and uh, go Royals. I did not, by the way. Let me just finish this up here. I did not my uh, my many laps around this mall, which I haven't fully covered yet. I have not seen anything um, in the sock department that uh, <laughs> would be worth buying. Um, well, you don't so need to because you just got a, uh, a, a new drawer full of socks from Sock One One. I, I did, but I mean, if I saw something that was an equal or worthy of sock 101 i would at least take a look um, share some intelligence with point, us the, the point is is that sock 101 is uh, unmatched thank you <laughs> thank you very much joe we'll talk to you again soon like a nascar driver i'd also like to thank all right thanks jason see you buddy take care we'll be right back on grill nation first things first i'm the realest realest drop this and let the whole world f- i just want to chill got a sack for us to roll married to the Hello and welcome back to Grill Nation. You're uh, listening to Talk 980 AM and Talk980AM.com. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks again for joining us today. You can connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. Also, all of our shows are on GrillNationShow.com as as well as all of our guests, photos of our guests, all of our podcasts, and information about the show. We'd love to have you uh, link up with us there at GrillNationShow.com. I want to thank our partners and supporters of Grill Nation with Jason Grill. Without them, the show would not be on the air. They are Trust, Bank of Kansas City, The Bash Group, Andrew Bash, guest host and contributor, Kenny Hertz Perry, attorneys at law, John Kenny Hertz, guest host and contributor, Catalyst, Government Affairs, Danny Pfeiffer, contributor and guest host, The Rieger KC and Jay Rieger and Co., Ryan Maybe, guest host and contributor, Kansas City Power and Light District, and Two West Advisors and Ryan Rink. Thank you for your support of the Grill Nation show. Check them out, guys. Uh, great companies here in Kansas City and great people. also want to mention you uh, can listen to us on iTunes uh, every week. I post those every week on iTunes. You can follow our page, and you will get an update every week each time we load a new show up. So I appreciate you listening to us on iTunes. One of the exciting things going on here in Kansas City is obviously the weather. It's getting nicer outside. Uh, it's been windy lately, but... Uh, it's time, you know, for spring and for summer. And uh, one of our supporters of the show is the Kansas City Power and Light District. And uh, from time to time, we have people from uh, there come on the show. And uh, we're lucky to have Eric Flanagan on the show, who's uh, the GM of a new place at the uh, Power and Light District, which is called Lightning Kugels. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Um, okay, so tell me about your background first off, Eric. I know you've worked in kind of um, the industry for quite a while. They call it the industry, right? Yes, the industry. <laughs> That's what it is, too. It's an industry for sure. So so you've, you've got some experience. Yeah, yeah. I've been around quite a bit. I've been back, and I went to high school in college in Kansas City at a 
St. Thomas Aquinas out south. Then I went mm. to Benedictine College, a small school up north. And then I left. Uh, Good schools. They, uh, yeah. they usually, uh, as a St. Pius the 10th grad, uh, we played Aquinas a couple times in JV football. Oh, yeah. Uh, back in the day. But, you know, obviously, I feel like a lot of people I went to high school with did go to Benedictine College. Yeah. There, there's quite a bit of us from. Um, the Kansas City area. You get a lot of Kansas City and St. Louis people up there for sure. Mm-hmm. That was a long time ago, though. Yeah, so, and I'm looking at your your LinkedIn page. I think we graduated from college the same year. Yeah. So we're the same yeah. age. There you go. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been back. Um, I went to Chicago through my 20s, and I've been that back fun, for about right? five or six years. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Living in uh, by about five blocks west of Wrigley, so it was an enjoyable experience. Huh? Yeah. I always, I always wanted to uh, to do that, to go to Chicago and live there for a few years. Uh, Never got the chance, but been to Wrigley Field a handful of times and always love going there. Oh, it's the best. Summertime in Wrigley, I don't think there's a better better place to be. You learned a lot about bars, I'm assuming, in industry there with yeah, all the yeah. different bars around yeah, the stadium. We did, yeah, we did some research while we were up there, that's for <laughs> sure. But um, but we've been back about six years. I love it. Uh, I love Kansas City. I've been here uh, you know, growing up. I guess you could call it growing up high school and, and college. and um, got a lot of friends here, so it's it's been great. And I love the... Especially in our industry, the uh, changes in the last five years that you've seen, I think um, there's some really dynamic things going on. Changes in more local or more, um, you know, high end restaurants and uh, and uh, beer selection think, type yeah, places. I or? think if you were to get into, yeah, definitely in beer, but just uh, creative people doing cool things. Mm-hmm. Um, you see, I was previously to being down at uh, at uh, Casey Leibach PL with Lion Kugels. I was in Westport for quite a while, so you got to see the growth there, which is. Uh, astounding um we did an entire show a few weeks ago about um some of the stuff happening and had some of the old folks from kelly's in about their bar and oh, the yeah. history of it uh which is really cool they're a great family yeah. Kelly's, and they've yeah. done a lot for that neighborhood mm-hmm. um so now i think uh some of the exciting stuff that's going on is definitely downtown which you know mm-hmm. um living down there sure um, yeah let, so far i've survived yeah. i guess what three and a half months there yeah any of the year what yeah so been great man so convenient it is and all the residential towers going up uh new restaurants opening um lining kugels being one of them um it's an exciting time down there and i think it's only just going to make the 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 whole city just better for it mm-hmm. and it's good to have a new uh a new place to go right yeah and so um so you have a lot of history in this obviously and have worked in the industry mm-hmm. um what were we lacking what, what what when you came back from chicago what, what were some of the things that we, you thought we were lacking compared to where um, we are today I don't know. It's well, you know, I would come back and visit, and I feel like, and there's nothing wrong with them, but it was like the same uh, mold of neighborhood bar. Uh, you'd see a lot of that, and there's nothing wrong with that. Don't get me wrong, but I like some of the, um, especially some of the restaurants and some of these new bars. They, they, they just, there's new little tweaks on things, and and beer programs are great. Uh, cocktail programs are phenomenal. Um, there's just so many cool things going on. Uh, whether local people, downtown, Westport, Waldo, all over. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure I'm missing a ton of neighborhoods there, but I, I just like what I, the last few years have just been exciting, especially mm-hmm. for me. I'm in the beer business and seeing all these breweries pop up um, with. There's a lot of them downtown. Oh, there's too. a lot of them. And there's still some I need to get to. And busy lately, there's ones like Border that I haven't even, haven't even been to yet. But, um, you know, the Cranes, the Torn Labels, obviously Boulevard and mm-hmm. what they're always doing. They're always coming out with something cool and exciting. Um, and then Line and Kugel now coming in town. Uh, it's just an exciting time for the city. So, okay. So you started there, um, very recently, obviously, mm-hmm. um, tell me about, you know, what, what's the concept? Boy, what, you know, obviously everyone's had a Shummer Shandy at some point, mm-hmm. I believe, uh, on yeah. a golf course or somewhere. Um, and that's kind of what I know about them. Yeah. Um, tell me more about the company and then we'll get into what, 
why they decided to locate in Power and Light District. Oh, okay. So I work for ECI, and ECI mm-hmm. and Line and Kugels are in a partnership um, opening this Line and Kugels uh, restaurant bar, uh, beer garden down there. And basically what it is is they wanted to expand the brand. Um, they felt that partnering with the ECI and the uh, organizational structure that we have, we're good with operations, um, that Kansas City would be a perfect uh, – it's Midwestern City. It's not too far away. Because mm-hmm. uh, Atlantic Google's good. is at Milwaukee. Chippewa, Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. Oh, Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I knew it was Wisconsin. Yeah. So uh, they it just fits uh, pretty – it fits perfectly for what they're trying to do. Um, and what we're, we're trying to do down here in Power and Light is just – create a real comfortable environment for people to have some really good food and also expand people's knowledge on the other line of Kugel beers, which they have a lot to offer besides uh, Summer Shandy. Summer Shandy obviously is awesome, but and put them on the map nationally. But there's other beers that they do really, really well. So, yeah, so when did that Summer Shandy come out? Because I, I feel like I had um, Lining Kugels many moons ago when I was mm-hmm. up and uh, visited some friends in college at Marquette. I mean, the company's been around for quite a while, right? Yeah, it has been. It's been around. They're on their fifth generation uh, of Lion wow. Kugel family-owned. Um, I'm looking forward to getting up there. I'm supposed to get up there in the next few months to check it out. But um, they, they, they've they been awesome. John Lion Kugel came down for our training, helped us with training all the staff, um, kind of just teaching them about the history of the family instead of me getting up there and talking about <laughs> it. It's good to have a Lion Kugel talk about it. And then recently for a grand opening, Dick Lion Kugel came down. Um, it's just Awesome to have those guys in the mix, um, watching what we're doing, making sure that we're 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 communicating the the brand and the heritage of the brand properly to the staff, and that we can bring it to the customers. Mm-hmm. And um, we're talking to Eric Flanagan, who's the GM of Lining Kugels. Also, he is GM of uh, ECI, which is yeah. Entertainment Consulting International. Um, so, one thing I want to note before we get into the menu is that you know you go to this place. It's beautiful. We'll get into the layout here in a second too. But you also have local local beers on tap too. Yes, you have Boulevard. I, I saw Tank Seven was on tap uh, when I was there a few weeks ago. Yes, we. Um, I am big into beer. I'm a Cicerone. So one of the what, things. What is when a Cicerone? Cicerone is basically just a. It's like bio. a sommelier for beer. Basically, it's. Um, how do you, you get, how, do you, how do you become one of those guys? Well, it's very similar to a sommelier test. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, you study a lot about beers. For a long time, and then you take a test and you hope you pass. That's basically it. But it's <laughs> all serving. Take this test, serving. Um, I took mine at uh, Boulevard actually, oh, and cool. I actually uh, we have a, there's eleven master cicerones in the world, and Boulevard has one of them. Uh, works for him. His name's Neil Whitty. I took mm-hmm. some classes under him, so I got got to, uh, a great teacher there. And then basically, it's keeping and serving beer properly. The styles because there's about you know hundred different styles of beer. The differences between them, um, and the list goes on and on. Uh, brewing ingredients, brewing process, just knowing everything that has to do with it. Uh, so being at Lion Cool is a good fit for me, obviously. And with picking local beers, that's one of the fun things I get to do is is figure out which ones I want to put on. And right now we have Crane. We try to do, obviously, Lion Cool products and then some regional players that mm-hmm. are that are new ones like Ballast Point that just got into the market that people enjoy. Um, Boulevard, obviously. Crane Brewing out of Raytown. Um, and Martin City, which is another one I put on, which I really enjoy uh, from out south. So you've got a, you've got a good selection there. Yeah. Um, talk to us about kind of the layout of the restaurant and uh, some of the renovations. Well, the because sm- that, cause you you opened at the beginning of March, and and obviously I went in there, uh, and it looks totally different than it did when in its former life, which was a uh, Tango Set. Yes, it's totally different now. It is. It, it's that Tango Set location is a long, skinny room, um, but the main bar we we 
we moved the main bar and made it a lot larger. It's uh, I can't remember how many feet it is, but it's it's a big bar. It's very you long, saw it. yeah. 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 And then um, they invested some money in the uh, patio, the beer garden, which is going to be killer. I think it's the beer best beer garden downtown. We got it's real nice. It's got landscaping and it just looks sharp. You get good looks view. Very good. It's good. You get a good view of what's going on. If there's a concert or inventor, you, you get a good view of the entire live block down there. Um, you got already, fire, you got a really nice fire out there. Yeah, yeah, the fireplace as well. Um, so it's sharp. I like Very it. Very contemporary and, and mm-hmm. modern looking. Yeah, and we're looking forward to the weather becoming more consistent, warming up, and just having that thing jammed all the time. Um, and it's it, it kind of goes out like if people remember the old patio. It's very, it was very small. Yeah, Tango said the new one. I mean, it, it, it's pretty big. The beer yeah, garden they extended goes out. it out. I think another like ten fifteen feet. So yeah. it, it's it's big and it's wider and it, it goes to the stairwell. Most it's a uh, mm-hmm. it's a good addition. I mean. I never really went to Tango Said Catita, but um, maybe once or twice. I, I sat in there during World Cup games a few times, but yeah. um, it just it just looks it looks newer, it looks better, uh, it looks like a great place to go. Yeah, we're open for uh, lunch every day, open mm-hmm. for dinner every day. Um, so it's going to be it's always going to be. Well, there what are your hours then? We're going eleven to um, usually like eleven to midnight on weekdays, and then we'll go depending on the night on the weekends. If there's a concert or event like that, we go a little bit later. Very interesting. Um, we're talking to Eric Flanagan, GM of Lining Kugels and GM ECI Group. Uh, we'll be right back after the break with more with Eric. I want to talk about kind of some more of the menu options at Lining Kugels. You're listening to Grill Nation. Thanks for listening. I turn the music up. I got my red clothes on. I shut the world outside until the lights come on. Maybe the streets are alive. Maybe the trees are gone. I feel my heart stop beating to my Welcome back to Grill Nation. You're listening to Talk 980 AM and Talk980AM.com. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Appreciate you joining us again on iTunes as well as GrillNationShow.com. We're talking to Eric Flanagan, who was with us in our last segment about the new lining kugels in the Power and Light District in downtown Kansas City. It's the first of its kind, I believe. Uh, it's a really cool partnership between the Power and Light District and a pretty big brand, Lining Kugels. They offer um, also offer, besides Lining Kugels, um, beverages and beers. They have uh, local beers. We talked about those in the last segment, such as you know Boulevard. I think there's a Martin City Brew, Crane Brew, um, and, and whatnot. They're going to keep doing some local favorites as well. But one of the things um, <clears throat> that's really cool is the menu there. Um, Eric, I mean, I, I went down there for lunch, and I had the uh, fish tacos and the um, Wisconsin beer batter, whatever, cheese curds. The other guy got a burger. The food was was great, man. Yeah. The menu's very big. You have a lot it of is, options. It is, it is big. Um, you know, we'll see as this goes on what people like and make different renditions of it, maybe cut it down a little bit. But right now, it's a, it's a menu that's it's got a lot of comfort food, a lot of elevated bar food. You come in there, there's, there's something for everybody. I mean, I like – I've tried – Every time I'm eating something there, it's something different, um, which I like that, you know, usually some places you work at, you have to go back to one or two things. But there, there's multiple options um, that I'm very confident about. We have our chef, Matt Livers. He was the uh, exec chef at Capitol Grill. They brought him over right before Line of Kugels uh, opened up, and he's done a, phenom- a great job with with just executing this this menu. Mm-hmm. So um, I didn't know that. That's yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking at an article here. Um, People, some of the options such you have such things as drunken beef tacos with mm-hmm. kimchi and aged cheddar, a chicken and aged, a chicken and apple blue cheese salad, barbecue brisket melts. 
That's my favorite. Uh, the brisket barbecue. is solid. Is it good? Yeah, it's real good. Um, and the fish tacos were really good. Yeah. Um, you had fish and chips. I mean, you have you have a lot of stuff, but the, mm-hmm. these these cheese curds are very good for an appetizer. It's a Wisconsin thing, I guess. Well, yeah, we definitely got to have some Wisconsin things on this menu. <laughs> we got the Reuben bratwurst, which is which is a great um, great little sandwich there. We also yeah, I saw that Reuben bratwurst. It's got a Thousand Island on it. Yeah, and kraut. Crazy, getting crazy down there with the menu items. <laughs> well, it's good, man, and I, I can't. You can't go wrong with Capital Grills, executive, former executive no, chef, no. right? Yeah, he knows what he's doing. Um, and again, you mentioned you have sixteen different beers on tap and thirty bottled beer options. Yeah, as well as um, you also have cocktail menus. Yeah, which when we made the list, um, the, especially the bottled beer list, try to hit multiple different styles for somebody. We want to down there. We're trying to be approachable to. Everyone, the we want the Bud, we want the Coors Light drinker. We also want the person who's going to go for a uh, uh, Imperial Stout that's mm-hmm. been aged for two years. You know, we want everybody in between. We're not trying to appease the beer nerds or somebody who who just likes Coors Light. We want to we accept everybody. And we, yeah, we're going to try have you try if you if you like Coors Light, we might push you to another beer that we think you might like. But it doesn't matter. I mean, if you don't like it, you don't like it. You mm-hmm. like what you drink. Everybody has their beer and. Um, just trying to open people up to new ideas. Mm-hmm. And again, Langley Kugels is open um, 11 to 11 on Monday through yeah. Thursday. Mm-hmm. Friday and Saturday, uh, it's open later, obviously, till till the bars close. Exactly. Uh, and then Sunday, you open at noon. Mm-hmm. Um, you also have a happy hour, don't you? Yes, we do. We have a, a real aggressive happy hour. I think people enjoy it. Basically, it's $5 for a lot of our menu items. And it's also $4 for Langley Kugel drafts and $5 for Langley Kugel drafts, along with... $5 beer cocktails and uh, uh, wines. So we've got all That's kinds Monday of Monday through stuff Friday down. from 4 to 7? Yep. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, you guys uh, are aligned with some charities, right? You're doing some yeah, charity we, work? Yeah, we came up with a pretty cool idea. Uh, this is our first month, so I think it's going to do well. Yeah, we <laughs> just started. So basically the idea was to have two charities compete through um, – um, through our beers, our draft beers, and they're online at Google Products. It's to try; it's twofold. It's obviously to push the charities, but we also want people to uh, showcase some of our other beers. Maybe, you know, we have beers like Creamy Dark, which is one of my favorite beers on tap right now. I, I love that one. And then we have Sunset Wheat, uh, Grapefruit Shandy, and basically what we're doing is our first month is uh, KC Pet Project versus uh, BCBS, uh, a bigger. Big I'm Brothers, sorry. Big yeah, Sisters. Yes, sorry. Big so Brothers, Big Sisters. Case, I like both of those yeah, organizations. Yeah, they're, they're great done, ones. So we had a, been involved with both, yeah. and I think they're both great. And they had, we had an event where they come out and we unveiled the taps, and basically how it works is each each charity gets 5% of the sales for, for those taps, but the winner gets an additional 5% for the whole month. But the cool thing about it is the winner stays on for the next month, and it just keeps accruing. And a new new challenger will come up, and we just, you know, we'll do another party for them and, and showcase it, but I think it's an, a neat way to try these other beers and support your your charity. So, so they how do how does the charity get uh, connected to one of the beers? Is that just you um, pick just it? reach out for the first ones? We we talked to a couple, and we picked them, but at, we're we talk to people all the time that come in and go, hey, it's a neat idea, we want to be involved, and then we haven't really figured out how we're going to do May instead of uh, how we're going to pick them, but we're we're continually talking about it. Mm-hmm. But, and then, how do you pick the beer for the charity? Uh, the beer, well, we try to pick a beer that, that we can't put summer shandy on one. You know, we, we push so much summer shandy that that would be a little bit unfair. So we try to pick one that are, you know, are equal sales before mm-hmm. that. We run, we run the numbers and see and try to make them as, as equal as possible. Why is summer shandy done so well? I mean, just, you know, I, I just mean, I had it on a golf course once and I at a charity, a charity scramble a few years ago and I, 
I had no idea what it was. Mm-hmm. And then it, 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 a lot of people were drinking it there. So I had one. Um, it just seems to have taken off. I mean, you you're seeing it in stadiums. Yeah. It's refreshing. I mean, when you're in the sun, it's probably one of the most refreshing beers out there. I can't think of another one that is more refreshing and, you know, tastes good. It's approachable. It's not, it's not, it's just, it's got the lemon and it's got the beer. It's got the best of both worlds. When, so. when uh, when uh when I went to uh Lining Kugels to have lunch the other day, I really liked how you guys had the uh alcohol content on the uh taps. Yeah. Or the know. uh what do they call it? The IBU. ABV, IBU. ABV. IBU is this bitterness level and then ABV is up the uh, alcohol. But um I think so you, you look at the tank seven, it's like thirty nine or yeah. something, and then like the weed is like eight. Yeah. So it's just exactly. a total difference. We have some big beers down there. I mean, we have the Big Eddie series from Lion Kugel, which is their Imperial Stout. That is a big beer. And it's uh if you're not used to drinking Imperial Stouts, uh, it'll, it'll, and it's got some alcohol in it. So you gotta be careful with it as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and one of the things I also want to notice is you guys have some good TVs at the bar, which is always important mm-hmm. for sports watchers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, which a lot of bars don't have that, but you have a cool, like, white tile, um, finish and mm-hmm. then big TVs on there. Yeah. It's pretty simple and clean in there. Um, we don't overdo it with the TVs, but we have about six, um, and they're big and they're in the right spots. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't like going to some of these bars where it's just, you're over. It's just like everywhere you look, you can't, you switch your, you know, you look this way. There's a lot of, there's a few, there's, like, there's a few sports bars like that in Kansas city. Yeah. And you can go overboard it, with it. it. Yeah, I've yeah. seen a couple that have gone a little overboard and then, you know, it's just, you want to showcase the other parts of the room, not just your TV. Sometimes. Where does the initial, uh, uh, thoughts been so far for your first month on what are people saying about it? Lightning Kugels. Well, I think people, what, what are they we're, like? we're having, we've had good reviews so far. People like the food. It's not, you know, it's too crazy. We have the, the aggressive happy hour program, the charity program. It's going really well. And then the people love the patio. So when it's nice outside, that patio is probably 35 to 40% of our seating. So, you know, the weather, when it's, it's not good, we're, we're closed. We have to close garage doors. We have garage doors on both sides and it's just a different, it's a different place. Mm-hmm. You know, we open it up and you've got, the air coming through from Walnut all the way through to the KC Live Block, it's it's airy, breezy, and it's just a real nice feeling. Yeah, and you can. Uh, there's actually photos up on your website. Um, Lining Kugels, I have a trouble spelling. But yeah. Just remember, there's a K in it instead of a C. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Liney, uh, it's L E I N E N K U G E L S K C dot com. Yeah. If you want to check it out, there's a uh, there's a lot of photos up. There's uh, photos of the inside, photos of the beer. Uh, big gallery, a menu, uh, calendar, everything. So uh, very cool. Eric Flanagan, uh, appreciate you coming on Grill Nation Show today. Uh, kudos and all your success, man. I uh, I definitely want to go here uh, at least once a week. There you go. We'll <laughs> I mean, we'll live across us. the street. Yeah, exactly. So uh, really good food and uh, really good beer. I, I, the menu is very diverse, which, guys, you really enjoy. There's something for everyone there at Lining Kugels KC in the Power and Light District. Eric, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Appreciate thanks for it. listening to Grill Nation show today. Thanks for joining us again, and we will see you next week. Take care. Have a good one.